It went fantastic, and then, and then I got discharged, uh, as I said, a day and a half later. And that is when reality smacked me upside the head, Mel. Oh my gosh. This is Moms in the Middle, the show for busy parents who need a little help keeping their hustle in check. And welcome to a very special at-home edition, virtual edition of Moms in the Middle. I'm Melanie Ng, mom of Josh. And I'm Ivanka Osmak, mom of George. And the new and improved, uh, maybe not improved, but Blake. I've got two now. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, two boys, George and Blake. Blake arrived at the end of March, and here we are all cooped up together as a family of four. Uh, Yes, a special edition, Mel. Holy cow, who would have pictured this happening uh, two months ago? No, definitely not us. In fact, we were in the middle of recording new episodes when the pandemic hit and it disrupted our lives. It disrupted your lives. So we are finally settling into whatever this new normal is. And obviously we wanted to check in, give you an update on what's been going on in the last few months for us, but we also want to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. Because we have all had, I'm sure I can say this confidently, our ups and our downs during this quarantine time. So we're taking questions, we're taking comments. Um, We called everyone out on social media to say, hey, What's been going on? How are you doing? Maybe that's a bit of a reminder to everyone that you should follow us along on Instagram. We're at Moms in the Middle Podcast. And on Twitter, uh, you can follow Mel and I individually. Also, City Melanie and I'm at Ivanka Osmak because um, we're all in this together. So we're going to get to uh, all of your comments and questions. And we're also going to hear from previous guests because we've gotten some good feedback from our former guests. And what can we say? They became our good friends as well. You got it. And there's some of our favorites that you guys have responded to so much. But first, I want to revisit the mom of two situation, Ivanka, because not only did you have a baby, you were at a hospital in the middle of this pandemic, pregnant. And I know we talked before that there's a lot of anxiousness that that rolls through your body. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, well, I was sent home from work from Sportsnet two weeks before my mat leave even started because there was concern, there was worry about, uh, was my health was my baby's health in jeopardy. So that was the first wake-up call on March 11th, getting set home at night an hour or two before the show. Like, that's when things really started to unravel, at least at the Sportsnet studios in the sports world. And it hit me. I was like, this is this is to be taken very seriously. And so I was sent home and just waited for this baby to come. I wasn't due until the first week of April. So I was getting very anxious because I kept hearing about different rules, different regulations that the hospitals had about who was allowed to be with you as a plus one, or did you have to wear a mask when you delivered? Did you were you even allowed to stay more than one night in the hospital? There were so many so many rumors circulating. So I was getting really nervous about that. I just wanted the baby Blake, um, TBA, but now is Blake, to come out and be healthy and delivered ASAP. So um, I got induced. I went in and I got induced and everything went well, thankfully, at the hospital. My husband was allowed to stay with me the entire 36 hours. It wasn't ideal that we were there for two nights, but... um, you know, so be it. He was with me. And uh, that was it. It was just it was it was really frightening. I remember walking into the hospital for the first time and you had to go through the screening and everyone was wearing these full visors, like full plastic visors over their over their faces. It was more than just the the um, the face mask. And 
they had to check you. They had to do the screening and that was all pretty standard. And then someone said to me underneath her mask, she said, good luck. <gasps> and I mean, if she had said that on a normal day, non-pandemic day, I would have been like, thanks, you know, appreciate it. But it just really, ah. Oh my gosh, it changes the tone for you, right? Because it not did. you're already feeling antsy, you know, having mm-hmm. a baby, but having a baby during a pandemic and hearing good luck sort of sets a bit of an ominous tone, but of course she probably didn't mean anything, but you're going to interpret it that way, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, you know, the good thing is, is the maternity ward is very segregated and isolated from the rest of the hospital. Everyone, of course, that's working on the floors were wearing masks and all the protection gear required. But, um, but once we were on the maternity floor, it was all good, and um, we were so well taken care of. And I had an all-female team, by the way. I don't know if I've mentioned that to you, but like— That's amazing. Yeah, it was kind of empowering, and they were they were amazing. So it, it went fantastic, and then, and then I got discharged, uh, as I said, a day and a half later. And that is when reality smacked me upside the head, Mel. Oh, my gosh. So— what is it like having a newborn and not being able to go to the parks and do the family groups, the music classes, any of these things that maybe, or even just, you know, small things as a, as a family going to take George on swings while sweet little Blake sits in his thing. You can't do these things. So is it a positive or a negative? Uh, I'd say it's a bit of both. The biggest thing that's hurting me right now or that the toughest thing is not having any outside support, not being able to have my mother over or my mother-in-law who are desperate to hold the baby or play with George. They want to so badly and they both live close. That's the biggest thing because in a normal situation, they would come help me out. I would get some sleep, you know, a nap when Blake was sleeping. And, um, and that's just not helping because as soon as Blake goes down or, um, you know, he doesn't need my immediate attention, I have to turn and play with or, or entertain George. Right. So um, that's the biggest thing is trying to juggle that. Now, my husband is at home. He's working from home, but he's working in the dining room in a makeshift office. So that's not ideal because we're always yelling or doing something around him, running around. But he uh, he's amazing and he's helped me out as much as he can. Even today doing this, he has, um, you know, canceled all his his phone calls for the afternoon and he'll work tonight. But it's that extra hand that I would have normally relied on that I'm, I'm really missing. Yeah, no doubt. I can't even imagine. And we should let our listeners know how we're actually making this happen is um, Ivanka and I are both separately in our in our own homes. I'm sitting on the basement floor in a corner with a laptop and an iPhone and our amazing producer, Steph Phillips, is gathering all this audio and making it happen. So that's where I am right now. Ivanka, where are you? I'm hiding from my children. Can you hear George singing? Oh, I God. do. <laughs> That's only one of the children. If Blake starts going, we're in real trouble. But I am hiding from my children in the basement cellar. If, if this were video, you would see that I've got bags and bags of flour and toilet paper behind me. Toilet paper? That's like gold. <laughs> and, and yeah, I have my son sitting behind another closed door with an iPad. And my dog, I can see his shadow through the door trying to come in here. So if you do hear kids or dogs or whatever, it is just the reality that is, you know, everyone's trying to work and do different things and trying to juggle and manage right now but good on you uh Ivanka it sounds like you've got a system and man like I don't even know how you're doing this because you know having a newborn in general is tough one but um I'm glad you at least have the hubby there yeah yeah no that that is a huge help I would absolutely go crazy um 
it's, I'm trying to see the positives. And after you have a good night's sleep, you can see the positives in the ray of light because you think, when am I ever going to get this time with my family? Like either all four of us together or when am I going to snuggle my newborn as much as I am right now? Because with George, I was always in a rush to get out of the house or schedule something or have visitors over or whatever it may be. Something always came up, but at least this way, there is nowhere to go. There's no FOMO for me. I'm not missing out on anything. Um, you know, that's it. But okay, but you, it's almost like, I don't want to say nothing's changed, but you still have the routine in the morning that you had pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So um, for any of our listeners that don't know, I do uh, a morning show in Toronto, breakfast television. So I am still going into studio. I'm one of the very few that goes back in studio um, because what we do is um, technically considered essential. In fact, I want to get a t-shirt. There's a t-shirt that said, um, I'm essential. (laughs) I think I want to get it just for my own fun. But that being said, um, you know, I'm laughing about it, but it is quite serious in that it, it is really taken a toll in that I go into work It's a really eerie feel because our studio is in downtown Toronto. There's no one on the streets. Getting into work is a strange, eerie feeling. And to be really honest, it got me feeling really anxious. Um, And I still feel anxious every morning. And then when you get to the news themselves and you read these numbers and you listen to theories and vaccines, and you got to remember at the end of it, these are all lives. It, It is quite scary to be not being able to disconnect from the news. A lot of people have asked me that, like, how are you able to disconnect? And the answer is, I don't. And that has been so much harder for me. Um, we had uh, in Canada here in, in, in a horrible, horrible shooting in Nova Scotia that really shook me. And that paired with all of the COVID news, all of the anxiousness at home really got to me. And, and I actually, I cracked on air. I cried on air. Um, and I don't do that. And, and it's not to say that that's a weakness in any way, but I'm usually able to separate the personal from the professional. And I just couldn't do it that day. So much so that I had to take a couple days off work just to do a mental health check and say, this is overload. You know, then I'm dealing with coming home and my son is not in preschool and he's wild, as I've explained many times in several episodes. And so he does demand quite a bit of attention, which is fine and I love it. But there are some really, really high highs and there are some really low lows. And anyone that I talk to is kind of feeling the same. You know, they're trying to be optimistic with homeschooling and all of this. But then you just get down on yourself and think, can I balance? Can I do this? Because... This is not easy, and it, there's a reason why there's a, a parent, a teacher, a grandparent, a friend, a support network. You become all of it, right? And that's, um, that's wearing. I think it's wearing on everyone. So who do you go to when you get in those low moments? Oh, my gosh. I've been on a gajillion um, conference calls with friends. <laughs> I have those all so, sort of scheduled in. Uh, my mom is so sweet. Obviously, I haven't been able to see my mom, who loves my son, Josh, and babysits him all the time. She can't be with him. She's uh, Her immune system is compromised as well, so she's been taking extra precautions. So uh, we have you know waved through a window, and that was it. But she FaceTimes every day, and I'm doing a lot of just chatting with friends, and that's the only way to do it. And it's helped. I'd say that's one thing I haven't always been good at is sort of expressing emotions. Uh, but you have no choice but to be vulnerable during this time or else you find yourself sinking. Um, so I think that's been my outlet, my only way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm hormonal anyways, just because of just having a baby four weeks ago. So um, I'm trying to, I wouldn't even say forgive myself, but allow myself just just to feel sad. But but like, you know, when you cried on air, that's 
you're human. You're human. Yeah, and it that's and that was the reaction. I got so much um, support from viewers and friends and family members that I thought for a second I went right. That's that's okay. You know, it's normal. Usually, everyone's everyone during this has been bottling up emotions. You're o- okay and allowed to release, and so I'm kind of glad I did, and I hope other people get a chance to. But I want to um, I want to get to some of the stuff that we've been putting out there on social media um, because we've got so much response from some of our previous guests as well as some of our listeners about how they're doing because it sounds like just an overwhelming theme of. <sighs> right? You know, like sort of the breathe in, breathe out and getting through each day. And no one is coming in here saying, I've got it all together. I've organized this. I've spring cleaned this. And my kids are going to get A's in my homeschooling class. You know, like no one is saying that. I think it's overwhelming. Only in week one. I think week one, people were feeling like warriors. And then it was week three, week four. Oh God, we're still here. Yeah. Okay. Right. It started with all the banana bread recipes. And then it, now it's just like, <laughs> eat whatever leftovers you can find in the fridge. Right. Blake was nine pounds and I have gained every single one of those pounds back <laughs> just through eating. So, you know, girl guide cookies. Thank you very much. Yes. I saw you got the delivery. Um, we, we recruited some of our favorite guests and guests that you guys have really responded to over the last few uh, seasons. And uh, I want to bring in this one message from our dear friend, Sangeeta Patel. She's a host with Entertainment Tonight Canada, home to win, overall amazing, super awesome woman who I have no idea how she does this and mom of two girls. So here she is. Hey, Ivanka and Mel, happy isolation. I think it's Monday, maybe it's Tuesday. I'm not sure, maybe it's Sunday. I don't know where the kids are. As long as they've been fed, I'm I'm good. I don't know if they're still in their pajamas or if they've taken a shower. You know, as long as they do a little bit of reading, a little bit of math per day, I think I'm doing okay as a parent, right? And my days are so long when it comes to working from home. It's not an easy task. The good thing is I get to wear my pajama pants as long as I put some makeup on and put on a, a top, a decent top with no no stains on it. It's all good. You know, dinner cooking three times a day for the kids. Uh, it's a bit of a challenge, but I'm eating a lot. I'm working out okay. Mentally, I'm doing pretty good. I have my ups and downs. I have discovered peanut butter and jelly sandwiches again. They're so good. So there are some positives in isolation. This is an experience I will never forget as a mom. So I love her message here of really honestly, just do whatever you can. And I love the comment about her discovering PB&J sandwiches again and just how much she loves them because it's the simplest things in life that a lot of people are taking out of this, which is phenomenal. And I love that. I also uh, have noticed on social media, Sangeeta, she has gotten on the TikTok train and she is having fun with it. And her girls are all on there as well and pulling her in. So it's kind of, it's, it looks like they're having those bright moments and uh and still having fun as a family and releasing their energy when they need to yeah and we love you Sangeeta she's just the positive person that finds the silver lining so hopefully that provides a little bit of incentive I'm not going to get the eight pack that Sangeeta has go to her Instagram account if you haven't seen her it's not a six pack it's an eight pack maybe a ten pack um (laughs) but she's just uh she's there for motivation and so we love you thank you for sending that in Sangi I will say when the weather is nice um, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but when I can get outside for fresh air, cause I'm still not working out yet. And it's really, I'm desperate to work out because I like being, um, moving around and exercising. But when I can get outside for fresh air, 
it is an instant mood booster. Um, so I, I know for me, that's been huge. And I know a couple of other new moms I've talked to, they say the same thing. And I recommend that to anyone. If there's one, one thing I will say that, that helps with your, with just how you're feeling in a day, just get outside for a walk or a bike ride or in their backyard or do some yard work. Um, I would highly recommend that. I know that you're very, uh, fit and you would be proud of me for what I'm about to say, but then be not proud of me after. Uh, so my husband's been working out in the basement because that's what we get. You know, gyms are obviously all closed. And he said, do you want to join me for a workout? We have never worked out together before. So I said, yeah, okay. Oh God. You guys are doing this <laughs> in quarantine? You're working no, listen, out? Listen. Okay. Okay. I'm scared. I was so proud of him. He created a full on routine. Okay. It's like 20 burpees and then this and then this. And it was all, it was hit. Okay. It wasn't like, let's, let's just jump in one spot there. It was intense. I did it once with him and, um, I never returned. He's asked many times if we want to do it again. I said, no, I make up an excuse every single time for several. How do you, but you can't avoid him. It's not like he's a trainer where you can like dodge him in the hallway or on the, on the phone. I just pick up my phone. And I say, I'm so sorry. I got to do the work. I got to prep for dinner. I got to, I always seem to find an excuse. I think he actually now knows that I've been dodging the workout with him. So that's that. But I actually relate a little bit more to our viewer on uh, Twitter, Alan, uh, also, you know, finding those silver linings here. But he said he is sleeping more and watching, uh, specifically, he says Ozark. Uh, shout out to Ozark. But he's watching more shows and that is keeping him going. Um, I've watched some really trashy, trashy stuff as an escape from what's happening in this world. Like I'm thinking, should I mention these? But I've, I've watched Too Hot to Handle. Don't judge me. Do not judge me. You know what? I'm a Real Housewives type of girl. So um, that's my guilty obsession. But no, I haven't watched Too Hot to Handle. Don't do it. Don't do it or do it and thank me later. I won't. I won't be tempted. Uh, well, one person I've been keeping in close uh, contact with over the past few weeks is Ken Reed, who I work with on Sportsnet Central every night. And he was also a previous guest on, I believe, season two. Ken has been at home. He has two boys, five and seven, and his wife is also at home. Ken's not really working because there's no sports, um, but his wife has been working. And here is what he had to say about his time so far under one roof. Hey guys, it's Ken Reed from Sportsnet. Uh, not much has been going on as far as work goes during this isolation period. Been about six weeks now without doing a Sportsnet Central, so I've been at home uh, working from home when needed. My wife's been very busy working from home, so I'm just trying to entertain the kids. It gets a very Groundhog Day. We try to fit in some schoolwork, but I'm not the best at that. The kids are at the table with their mother doing some schoolwork right now. But uh, lots of movie nights with the kids, lots of soccer and baseball in the backyard, lots of coloring, and just trying to stay ahead of it all. Okay, so I can um, truly relate to Ken here. He's talking about all that family time, but I love that he actually mentioned you know, movie nights, we've been doing movie nights and it's like a little treat. Like we make the popcorn and all of this and it's sweet, but I'm going to, honestly, if you could see me right now, my hand is up because listen, I, there's been so much screen time in my house that I fully admit to doing it. And sometimes you just need to do it in order to create some type of normalcy or balance for yourself. I will admit George has watched Frozen or Frozen 2 every single day <laughs> and that is something that would not happen before and he's playing on the ipad and yeah he's doing the video games so yes it is happening a lot too in the first couple of weeks um i think like a lot of you i was feeling guilty for it and now it's just it's just what we need to do and you know what 
I uh, trust in all the teachers when they go back to school in September, they will do their job and they um, will get every student back on track, right? We need to go easy on ourselves as parents. A hundred percent. There is no way that everyone can be, you know, like the teacher, the chef, the therapist, the perfect employee. Like there is no such thing. And um, one of our listeners, Carrie, reached out on Instagram and I just want to read a little piece of it. She wrote that she is experiencing so many ebbs and flows. She's trying to balance and navigate because her daughter is super social. She loves school. So they're doing what they can. Sometimes they have PJ and TV day, but What I really like is that she talked about some of her survival tactics, and I think that some of these are really, really great tips. So here's one. Meal prep snacks. Yes, make school lunch four days a week so you're not in the kitchen all day, every day. Everyone I talk to says the exact same thing. All the kiddos, they just want a snack, right? And if they're older, obviously you just say, get in that cupboard, get in that pantry, get whatever you can. But but when it comes to making the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner, the breakfast, the lunch, then the dinner, that is a lot of time in the kitchen. So if you can pre-make, prep whatever you can, get on that conference call or do whatever, just to free yourself up with a little bit of time. I think that's such a solid tip that I didn't even think about that. I'm just like, yes, I need to use that crock pot more or that Instapot, right? Like anything you can to save yourself time and have it ready for them so you don't have to stress. I like that. I feel our whole day is structured around meals. We're planning, making, eating, cleaning up. like, And then it happens like three times a day. And that's the entire day. And because our son, you know, goes to sleep so early, we have breakfast at eight, we have dinner at five. And like, <laughs> it's just what our schedule is of a, of a three-year-old. Um, she mentioned a PJ and TV day. And I know we've, we've incorporated since the quarantine started because... Well, George's birthday was on the first Friday that we were stuck in the house, but um, birthday's every Friday. And so we had my, you know, George's birthday and then actually my husband's uh, 40th birthday happened on a Friday when we were in quarantine and then Blake was born. But we've been celebrating and making a birthday cake and having pizza for dinner and pancakes for breakfast every single Friday. And George thinks it's an absolute riot because... Usually it's his birthday every Friday and he celebrates like it's his and, uh, uh, you know, we humor him. But it's just something to look forward to. Even on a Monday, Tuesday, he's saying, whose birthday is it this week? You know, what are we doing on Friday? What are we going to eat besides pizza? And so, um, and we even decorate and get the candles out and everything. Like we actually do all of it because why not? What else are we doing? So I like that you're having theme days. The best part about it as not just something to look forward to, it lets you remember what day it is of the week, right? (laughs) Because you know, oh wait, today's Thursday, the tomorrow is going to be the pizza and birthday day, right? How many times have you woken up and went, is it Wednesday? Is it Saturday? What do weekends mean now? Everything's a big blur, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, um, that, that's been helpful a lot and it's just been a lot of fun. So something that I've been stressing about, I was stressing about even before COVID-19 was going on mat leave and, you know, the finances and trying to budget and balance everything when, when I'm on EI, but it's definitely hit a lot of us hard during this pa- these past few weeks because some people have lost their jobs. Some have had to take reduced hours or reduced pay. Um, there's been a lot of upheaval. Um, but there's also positives that you can take out of this time in terms of savings. So I was really curious and interested to hear about one of our past guests, Shannon Lee Simmons, who um, talked about some tips for budgeting during COVID. Hi there. This is Shannon Lee Simmons. I'm a financial planner and a business owner who has been working from home and staying at home with 
my two kids. I have a seven-month-old and a three-year-old. So the logistical game of that every day during our busiest season, tax season, has been really interesting over this period of isolation, and I'm very grateful for nap time. So I'd love to give you some tips on how to boost the family savings during these really uncertain times. The first thing that you want to do is see if you are eligible for any of the government programs that are out there. The other thing that you want to do is look at your expenses during this time and see what you might be able to reduce because it's temporary. It may not be forever. So you can be a little bit more extreme with yourself than maybe you would have before. Are there any subscriptions that aren't necessary right now that you could cut back? Are there savings happening naturally because you're not going out anymore? For example, you know, have you not spent a lot on rideshare programs? And maybe that's something else that's going to help to reduce your spending. The other big ticket item is if you haven't lost your job or you're not on reduced hours and you still are working from home, but your kids are not at daycare, you could be saving all of that money every single month as well. So for those people, be sure to take that money that used to go to daycare and save it on the sidelines or pay down debt. It's often a really big chunk of change and that can have a significant impact on your finances. And lastly, I think I just want to send some loving words and say, don't lose hope. I think things will work out in the long run, even though they're very scary right now. The most important thing to do with your money during this pandemic is to do things that make you feel safe and secure, however that might look for you, and try to avoid sinking into credit card debt as much as you possibly can so that when things go back to normal again, you're ready to jump right back in on your savings plan. I hope you're all staying well and staying safe while staying at home. Bye. I don't know about you, Mel, but I think I've picked up my wallet three times. I have not even touched a purse. So I know I am saving money because there's been nowhere for me to go. So these other helpful tips that Shannon has added are fantastic. Uh, One other one that I had heard and that we've also implemented is car insurance because we normally have two, well, we do have two cars, but we are not, we're hardly driving one, let alone two. So we have had um, a reduction in our car insurance and called up the insurance company and they were more than happy to do that. We, you know, still had some coverage for vandalism and theft and yada yada. Um, But that's something to look into as well. And I'd love to talk to Shannon further about other ways we can, you can save money because um, who knows how long this is going to be going on for. 100%. And every little bit counts. I know that sounds cliche, but it does tally up. One of her big tips that she mentioned about, you know, not paying for childcare or daycare. So I know that's been a massive savings for us. He's in preschool. So that's, you know, we do pay for that. But I didn't even think about taking that and putting it into savings right now, you know, putting it into that virtual piggy bank. Um, So I'm definitely going to implement that one finding those little extra savings where you can. And we're not, I don't know about you, are you eating out? Are you getting takeout a lot or anything like that? Or are you cooking? We've done takeout once. Everything else we have cooked. um, You know, we received a lot of meals. I know not everyone's giving birth during this pandemic, but we received a lot of meals from our friends. And that's been a huge help because they, you know, when you have a newborn, I'm sure this was like you, Mel, where you don't want to cook. Like that's the last thing that you want to put on your plate, literally. Someone who has uh, two boys that are a little bit older, definitely older than our kids, Mel, uh, Kim Schiffman. And Kim is one of our favorites. She's been on every single season of Moms in the Middle, and she always has some fantastic advice and tips, and she did not disappoint in this one. Have a listen. Hey, Ivanka and Mel. It's Kim Schiffman here, editor-in-chief of Today's Parent magazine. 
Since this whole thing started, I've been working from home, as has my whole team, and we're publishing our print magazine and digital stories from our homes with little kids running around. Sadly, like so many people, my husband was actually laid off from his job last month, but that frees him to take care of the kids while I work, so I'm pretty lucky that way. My advice to parents out there is to go easy on yourself. And if you're stressing about your kid's education, look no further than that meme that teachers are sharing on Facebook, which basically says that your kid's emotional health is the top priority right now. And the teachers will figure out everything else in September, at which time kids better be going back to school or we may all lose our minds. Take care, guys. Stay safe and healthy. And I have seen that meme that she was referring to, the one that's been going around talking about, yes, how to emotionally, this is the time to be there for your kids. We'll figure out the academics. Uh, It will happen. Um, But I love that, you know, just give yourself a break. And I don't think we give ourselves a break enough. In fact, I think we've done an episode every season talking about how to not give yourself such a hard time, but we still do it. And I think we're doing it even harder (laughs) during this pandemic. We're putting so much pressure on ourselves, but I love that advice of, Just do what you can, man. Do what you can and be okay with it. You're going to be just fine. That's so great. That's really encouraging. And what you're saying, though, you're paying it forward and it's making others think of what they can do and what they're learning about themselves. I know us as a family, Adam and I have talked about this a lot, you know, five years, 10, 20 years from now, we're going to look back on this time and sure, it's an inconvenience. It's a huge inconvenience, but how special for all of us to be together, I will never have this time back. I, you know, our kids are at amazing ages or stages and I'm spending quality time with my husband. I know you mentioned that earlier. When was the last time Scott, Josh, and you had had family dinner together? And maybe it's too many family dinners in a row at this point. But, but you know, when you look back in years from now, it's a really special, extraordinary time. So, um so just I'm trying to remind myself of that as much as I can. And sure, we all have dips and, and doodles in the day when you don't want to see your family. But um, is doodles a snack? Because if it is, then I've eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> I have eaten everything in this house. Oh, oh my gosh. We are all in the same boat. And you know what? That's why we wanted to do this episode is because it's been a long time since we've talked to you guys. Since you've heard from us, we've heard from you. And you know, hopefully we can continue to create this dialogue because this is the time to talk, right? And so hopefully you got something out of this episode, even if it was just a little giggle. Um, we're happy that we can be here for you. And please, please, please do continue to reach out to us on all those social media channels because maybe we do a little bit more um, and, and talk about something else that, that you want to focus on. Um, but that's it. We're here for you. We're, we're in this together. We really are. Yeah, go wherever you download your podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you go and rate and review Moms in the Middle. Uh, You can do this on your app. Um, You know, we mentioned getting outside more and going for walks or going for a run or just a breather. Listen to our podcast. You can go back and revisit all three seasons. There's a lot of good information there as well. So you can find us on Twitter at Frequency Pods or uh, the website, FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. And as you mentioned, Mel, we're also on social media on Instagram at Moms in the Middle Podcast. And this show produced by Stephanie Phillips. Yay, doing this remotely. And I don't know how she's making all of this happen, but she rocks. So we bow down to you, Steph. Thank you. And presented by Frequency Podcast Network. We love you guys. Stay safe. Hey, Moms in the Middle Pals. Julie Cole here, co-founder of Mabel's Labels, Mom of Six. 
Well, we're doing okay here. Honestly, my youngest is 11, so I've got a house full of uh, teens and tweens. I think the biggest challenge for me has been working from home. Um, I'm used to working from home but not having all the humans around, right? Uh, the tricky part, too, is my youngest kid, who's 11, has got a very complicated learning profile. He's got ADD, ADHD, so getting him to focus is tough, but it's kind of been a big family to the rescue. I've divided up his subjects and all of the older siblings have to do one subject each with him. You know how the saying goes, many hands make light work. So um, in a lot of ways, actually, having a lot of kids has been easier during this. You know, they're playing board games. They're having movie nights. They play Dungeons and Dragons together. They can go swimming together in the backyard pool. So it's kind of like having built-in uh, built friends. So I think finally the six-kid thing is paying off for me. So keep well, mamas. Hope you're all keeping cool in these really weird times. Hey, Ivanka. Hey, Mel. It's Alana Kafitz from Moms That Say, the podcast with Dr. Dina Kulik and the founder of Moms Toronto. Oh my goodness, ladies. What a crazy time it is to be alive. I'm so excited you guys are doing these podcasts and these love letters during what I'm calling the COVID quarter. Right now, we have pivoted our business. We do a lot of live events. And of course, we've moved everything to a virtual offer and trying to do the best we can by our moms, ensuring they have a great day. Right now, I'm working from home. My husband and I are ping-ponging every day between taking care of our kids and each of us attending to our careers. So needless to say, with a three-and-a-half-year-old, 18-month-old, and being in my third trimester of pregnancy, it's been bananas over here.